Hey everyone, welcome to Shine Health Coaching. Today I'm talking with Selva. Selva is from UK. She's a personal trainer and also an IFBB competitor. Um, so, you know, weight training <laughs> for people who are like, what does that mean? Because this, I know that there's like so many different words. Like I know in Australia, it's like a WBFF or something. I'm still like catching up to terms with all of these. Um, so yeah, Selva, could you tell us like a little bit about yourself and yeah. Well, I'll leave it about myself. Like I am a personal trainer and I'm based in London and I mostly work with women like busy professionals who are short in time, but they still want to look um, sexy, healthy. And I just train like lifestyle clients. I don't do prep clients, but I love competing myself. I do this for as a hobby, it's not for a business. So basically, I am passionate about helping people, um, mostly women, like to change their lifestyle. Yeah. So why did you choose um, training women? Like I know on your profile says like women around 35. Like what steered you towards that direction of working with these kind of women? Because um, I'm myself, I'm 36. Yeah. And know how the woman's body is changing with the years uh, we don't really realize like the metabolism slows down you start feeling uncomfortable whatever you eat kind of like you feel like oh i'm putting on weight only when i look at the bread <laughs> yeah uh, it's just everything is changing so i i understand most of my clients how they feel yes and i know their pain because i've been through this and it's easier for me to coach them then coaching a male, which is probably on my age. And they've got different physiology, which yes. uh, um, I'm not really, I can't say I'm not familiar, but I'd rather not take male clients to change their physique or anything. But I would, yeah, I would, I love working with women because I do understand how they feel. And most of the time I know what they want. Yeah, and I feel like that's, it's really half the battle, hey, just being able to see it from their perspective and understand the struggles that they're going through because, you know, everyone has different struggles. Somebody who is, you know, if you're training older clients, um, you really have to be, you know, focusing on more like functional fitness. I'm talking like older, older, you know what I mean? And, and protecting yeah. them from injury, whereas training someone who's, you know, a teenager, it's a totally different ball game. And yeah, oh my God, I totally understand what you're saying there. That's I feel the same thing about like, Muay Thai like helping people with Muay Thai because it's like I know what it's like to go you know when you're just starting out Muay Thai you know say someone's going into their first fight everyone gets an adrenaline buzz and they think that yeah. they need to have more energy so you have people going into a, a Muay Thai fight like having a, a pre-workout beforehand and it's like no your body's going to do that for you <laughs> if anything like before a fight I have um chamomile tea to relax myself and I'll center myself so that I can be in my um in like have as much access to my brain as possible not just be like woo and then just lose it in the fight yeah that's cool oh, cool cool I like that you yeah you can so you're obviously really focused on like understanding their needs as a trainer yes like um, yeah 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 that's cool that's cool so so what got you into the bodybuilding world what yeah so obviously, like, I know it's a, a passion of yours, but like, what was the spark that was like, oh, I'm going to start bodybuilding now? 
um, what was the spark? I went to see one of my friends. She was competing for that federation you mentioned, WBFF, here yeah. in London. I was a spectator supporting her. And when she got on stage, I said, I want to look like her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that seems to be the story for everyone. They're like, yes, I went there, I saw it, and I was like, yep, I'm a part of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then um, once through the first comp, um, sometimes my, it must be hard for someone who's trying this for the first time. Most of most of the girls they they hated the whole process itself, and yeah. they will never. They say I will never ever compete again. I, I hated it, which is understandable. It's not their lifestyle. They tried it. They don't want to do it again. But I kind of like the first show. What was wasn't great. I said no. I need to prove myself that I can do better. Yeah. So um, this is how I ho got hooked. Like each uh, prep, I was getting better. Uh, I was mentally in a better state, like I could handle the prep uh, more and more. It kind of like became a lifestyle for me. It's not something I struggle now. Yeah, yeah. And I just made the lifestyle. And like I said, I'm all day in the gym, so I have no excuse not to train, not to do yeah. what I do. And, and so with your meal plan during your, um, you know, um, preparation, did you have to eat the same thing? Because I know, like, so I've always followed, like, the clean eating diet, right? But then I, when I went into bodybuilding, um, I started tracking my macros. But, like, I eat the same thing all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's just part of the process. There's no way around that. That's There's no. <laughs> there is a way around it. I, I mean, I eat every day the same, but what I eat, I like it. It yes. shouldn't be eaten something that you hate it like if you don't like broccoli you shouldn't yeah. eat broccoli like you will hate it until the end of your life right yes um, yeah. it's just like you it's about the variety like let's say if you in your macros you want to today you've eaten chicken like tomorrow you might have turkey or fish um changing the protein source and adding some different herbs and spices it does change the the whole food itself for me, I'm not bored if eating the same thing. Uh, for me, it's kind of easy. I don't need to think about it, what I'm going to eat. Yeah, that's that's what everyone else seems to say. Like, every time I've talked to someone about it, they're like, no, it's just easy. Like, you know what you're going to eat that day and you can, like, structure it out. And I guess I do like knowing um, knowing that because before my, my way of eating was always I just said I had, like, a tick list every day and I said two serves of fruit every day, five serves of vegetable every day, have protein with every meal. And that has sustained me health-wise, you know, and kept within a good weight range, good energy levels. Obviously, you know, protein and carb timing before gym and stuff. Um, but always super, super flexible. Um, but then going in that, you know, once you're getting into, like, bodybuilding where you're like, okay, let's make sure that we're getting this physique, you know what I mean? Like, the training went from just, like, functional, let's have energy for working out to going into training, you know, let's let's look a certain way. Um, but, yeah, that's what, sh what shocked me. I was like, people really eat this, like, every single day. And I enjoy what I'm eating. Like, it's it's good, you know, thankfully all of it is, like – you know, good food that I enjoy eating. I'm not like, oh my God, just crying through the process of like eating broccoli or something. But I was shocked. I was just like, I, there's people, because uh, I, I know I've interviewed people before and they're like, I've eaten the same thing every day for like six years. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, I'm the same. Like, it's been like years now I eat the same food, but it's, I just changed the, 
vegetables sometimes like i change the protein source i change the vegetables you you don't eat potatoes every day one day you might eat rice one day you yeah. might eat rice cakes yeah yeah it's just like find the, the to make it make it yourself like more um yourself more enjoying like to feel like eat this but the thing is once you see your physique is changing and you get the body you want uh you wouldn't mind what you eat now like okay yeah that's that's what everyone says too they're like you you at first you're like oh okay same thing and then you're like no wait this is working yeah it definitely yeah it definitely does work um it's working that's all like yeah yeah exactly yeah and then that's another thing i found as well like okay so i um I used to train a lot of abs, like obviously train abs every day, but I was always doing like endurance training on my abs. So I was always doing like, I would do like hundreds of sit-ups every day. And I never got, obviously I was doing a lot of cardio back then, but I like never got the physique that I wanted. And now, and I don't know, I had this moment where it clicked and I was like, oh my God, um, training abs is like any other muscle. If I add weight training to that, you know, train, you know, three, three sets of 15, um, but with weights, I will get better abs. So I started doing that and then I finally got abs and I was just like, I don't know, have you had, what? what's your version of that where like you did something for years and then you had a realization and you were like, oh, wait a minute, if I just change this one thing, I'm going to get like a totally different result. Um, probably for me was, um, like you said, the abs, because for a bikini competitor, you shouldn't have like visible abs. Oh, yeah have like the flat stomach if that makes sense yes yeah um, about the apps what you say i'm completely i completely agree with you uh i i, I also guess you got the apps because you changed your diet yes yes <laughs> i think the main reason is your diet and then adding the extra like pump to your muscles on your abs right on your abdominals it makes it more visible yes for me probably was the uh, vegetables because i eat lots of like i eat with my eyes i want to have volume in my plate yeah yeah so um i always eat a lot of vegetables like i would have a, like a massive bowl of salad or massive bowl of um, vegetables with the protein and then no matter they're really low for me for my physique um they're low in carbs and low in calories but they just expand your stomach yes volume eating yeah I had, to, I had to cut down a little bit on the volume <laughs> which, oh. uh, which is uh, hard for me but if i have to i have to yeah okay so so in that process of just being like yeah so that's the mindset about you've got it about it you've literally just like okay if i have to do this i will do this because i want the result and also the uh, in regarding training like you see many um instagram girls they do like just the band workout like with the re resistance band they said oh this is how i built my glutes and stuff well um, actually it's not working like that yeah so again the weights are <laughs> it's all in the weights <laughs> It's all in the weight. And um yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm training at the moment, I'm training like legs three times a day. Um, which I I used to do 
I used to just do, so I would train a, an hour of weights every day, but I would split between one day I would do deadlifts, the next day I would do squats. And I just kept yeah. doing that, which was good. I love deadlifts. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like deadlifts, you either love them or you hate them. But I'm like, these are, I don't know, they just feel like so much fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love them. Yeah, deadlifts, that's where it's at. <clears throat> okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, okay, so can you explain to me what the different areas of, okay, so your IFBB, so yes. what, yeah, can you explain that? Because I know some of my listeners don't know anything about that world and I don't know as much about that world. So what are the different, like, names? What do they actually stand for? So the IFBB, it is the International Federation for Bodybuilding, right? And it's uh -huh. the biggest in the world but if I tell you Olympia stage does it say something to you uh I've I've heard of Olympia stage and I know in Australia we've got gyms called Olympia so Olympia stage is like probably if I say to someone oh I want to compete on Olympia stage so IFBB takes every competitor to this Olympia stage you need to qualify to uh -huh. step invited to compete on Olympia stage so where's like Arnold Schwarzenegger who got really uh, famous from competing for this federation, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jay Cutler. Um, there's so many uh, famous bodybuilders if you're into bodybuilding uh, world. Yeah. I know um, C, what's his name, C-Bomb or whatever his name is. He's like massive in the bodybuilding world. The amount of memes I've seen on Instagram, it's like, it's like I saw this one meme where he's like he's in he's like at a funeral and he's like dead and then they're like oh your girlfriend's here and he's like still dead and then they're like Steve bombs here and then he like wakes up and like flies out of his coffin <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh god so good um okay okay yeah so so and how did you sign like how did you sign up for bodybuilding like did you did you have to go to some registration or something or what's the process yeah, you can, everyone can register in the, like, the regional, because every country, they've got their regional um, events. So you have yeah. to enter first the regional event, and then eventually you can earn your pro card, and then you start competing with the pro-level athletes uh, all over the world. You can wow. compete anywhere in the world. Um, they've got federation, they've got events all over the world, like, no matter which continent, which country is that. You just need to find the one that's like, that you want to compete. And um, the difference between IFBB and let's say WBFF, WBFF is more like a fashion and fitness. Aha. Uh -huh. And WBFF is just how you're going to present, like you need to wear like more um, shinier, more quirky bikini, let's say. For the woman, yes, uh, to be more fashion. Uh, while I maybe they've got one style of bikini, you have to wear this style of bikini, and your body has to look this way. So basically, in I maybe they're looking for the X frame, wide shoulders, small waist, big glutes. This is how yes. you have to you have to come on stage looking like this. While other more fitness and fashion federations, they um, they don't have a certain look. You shouldn't be looking that sharp as IBB because IBB bikini at least they look really sharp you can see their muscle definition yeah. you can't see abs 
while other federations, the girls are more softer. Yeah, wow. Okay, wow. Yeah, I've, def I've seen photos where they're, you see them all on stage and they all look exactly like identical like the same yeah the same body the same whatever and yeah and then I've seen other ones where you know they look they all look very like fit and that but yeah just not yeah like you said sharp like where they're yeah. literally and also the um do all of them have to do the you know how they do the hand movements like when they're flexing do everyone has to do that They've okay. got a different way of like how to pose. You've got the front pose, side pose, your back pose. Um, you, you just need to nail them. Um, again, like other federations, like you kind of like you do freestyle just to impress the judges. Yeah. Your presentation. It's more about the presentation and um, softer look for other federations. But IBB is just more like the sharp look. Like you have to look, you have to have the extreme yeah yeah and so what what are some tips that you've got for people who maybe they're going into their first competition or maybe they just want to know you know they're you know starting to get really into bodybuilding or whatever and what's going to help them along that journey yeah, the first thing is decide which federation you want to compete and second have a coach yeah don't go on your own i mean i everyone could do i've been competing for five years i know oh i can do it on my own yeah. I know the protocol, I know how every week things will change, but I still have a coach and uh, it's kind of like accountability. It's good someone to see you from the other side, if it makes sense. Yes, because yeah. You pick up more, uh, leave this to the professionals, basically. They know what they're doing. Um, just have a coach, choose your federation where you want to compete and give yourself at least 12 to 16 weeks to prep. Yeah. And just follow the plan. Just follow it without question. Just follow and trust the process. Yeah, yeah, because I know um, there's a little bit of like impatience in the fitness world where people start going to the gym and they're like, where are my abs? <laughs> where is this? Where is that? And it's like it takes time for your body to change. It takes time. You need to progressively overload. You know, you can't push it too quickly. You can't whatever. You just have to accept that that's the rate that your body's going to change, which is part of, from what I'm understanding so far about like weight training or all of that, that's part of the the difficulty of it. Yeah, the process. Yeah, because I like Muay Thai. Muay Thai is very different where it's like the difficulty of Muay Thai is pushing through like the physical pain <laughs> and the intensity of the sport. It's very, can do you have the, the stamina to, sur to survive the round? And it's, so it's very like physically pushing through in the moment, but then you can go home and you can be like chocolate. Like, <laughs> you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, whereas it seems like bodybuilding is very much like your entire life. You're like, can you stick with the plan, be patient and keep pushing? There's no like, um, you know, zero to 100 for um, a few minutes and then back to normal life. It's very, yeah. It's interesting. Like every single sport has its own um, challenges and whatever. Like I did a bit of Pilates. I took some time off. Um, Muay Thai went to Pilates for I think it was about three months or something and um, yes yeah, some like and yoga and we I remember these like body burn classes that we used to do and there were lightweights like maybe one to two kilo you know there's like little lightweight balls yeah we're like using them and you think oh no these like you see them 
you know, on dance TV shows or whatever. And you're like, this isn't hard at all. And then you're doing it and you're like, this is hard. This is hard. <laughs> it's like Pilates and yoga is really hard. I found them so challenging. I was like, oh my God, how beautiful they do this. I can't do any of this. It's so good when you see like bodybuilders come in and they're like tank. And then next minute they're trying to do like a yoga pose and they're just sweating. And they're just, it's, it's totally different. Like adaptations that your body goes through. And also I did, um, the bar Pilates I tried that as well and it's like they're literally it looks graceful like ballet it gave me such a massive appreciate appreciation for ballet because they look graceful and they look like they're you know not breaking a sweat at all but the entire time your body is just yeah it's very difficult I went and saw um I went to the ballet like a couple of months after that and I was the whole time all I could think was like how are you girls doing that like I just had so much more appreciation for them I, it's hard like you say for Muay Thai because um, when I was a kid I like around like 10-12 years I did uh, martial arts so I know it's awesome. bit, like you say it's just like more endurance like it's more like are you gonna survive the session yes yes that's that's so the mindset you just got that yeah that's exactly and that's what I love about it because it's just like am I going to survive this? <laughs> am I going to survive this session? Like you literally, like, you know, it's just a sport, but in your mind, you actually think that you're like, how am I going to make it through this? That's... <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, so when training people, I see you do like online coaching and that. So yeah, tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, when I say online coaching, I do mostly like, um, virtual training and all this I never had in my mind that I'll ever do online like virtual training with my clients but when the pandemic happened like we had no choice I guess was the same everywhere in the world so I never had like online clientele um, before I was only on the gym floor and because I like to interact with people yeah and then all of a sudden 2020 March 2020 the whole world <laughs> shut yeah, yeah. I had to do something right and uh, with one of my clients she said I still want to train you have we have to come up with an idea what we're gonna do I said I don't know she said I've got weights at home let's trade from the yes. phone we're gonna do zoom we're gonna do FaceTime WhatsApp whatever comes and then so I started with one of my clients and I started emailing other clients. I said, let's do this. And everyone's like, yeah, let's do it because yeah. there's nothing else to do. It's, so it's the accountability. Started. I had the same thing. Like I had people messaging me, like, can we like literally even just train over a phone call? Because yeah. they knew that they wouldn't do it if they didn't have someone physically there beside them being like, we are going to the gym right now. You know, yeah. so I, I found, um, yeah, it was accountability. Yeah. It is accountability and um, even not me and they don't have access to the gym so they had to move somehow they have to train so and uh, this is how i started like last year training them online and i still probably half of my clients i got clients from bermuda from italy because they moved there to the pandemic right and then i still train them over whatsapp or facetime yeah, that's awesome. And um, 
this like most of my not most half of my clients maybe more than half i still train them online you know when the gyms now gyms are open so other half of my clients they came back to the gym so i trained them in the gym so this is how it started so basically wherever they go around the world i can still train them or i can if i go on a holiday i can still train them from there yeah that's good that's awesome yeah cool and so um when people, did you notice a change in people's like obviously did some some of your clients kind of fall off the wagon during COVID and that like when they came back did you notice they'd lost some of the habits and all of the momentum that they accrued or um I had clients like I didn't see them for one year and a half yeah they, yeah you can tell like they haven't done much and this virtual training, it's not for everyone. Even they said, like, well, that's not, it's not for me. I don't feel it. I said, well, it's okay. If you don't feel it, let's meet in the gym when the gym's open. But you see, like, we started from point, like, square one to build up again. Yeah. I think this happened to everyone. Yeah. Not only even to myself, like, we don't have access to big weights or anything. Yeah. Two, two dumbbells, it's not the same. Yeah, we have the same thing here in in Australia. Um, all of the equipment was sold out because everyone was like, "Oh my god, we're going into lockdown. We need to go buy some, you know, some weights or something for home." So for months there was no supply in Australia for weights, and um, and I think like the shipment, we were waiting on shipments to come in. So it took me. Thankfully, I had a few weights at home, but it took me like something like two, three months to get weights. I was like, wow. It's still the same here. I mean, you can still buy things, but they're extremely expensive. Yes. Yeah, people were going on um, Gumtree and selling them at a higher profit because they knew people were desperate to get it. So people would just pay anything to get this equipment. So they were just like, all right, let's capitalize. (laughs) Yeah. yeah okay cool so if anyone wanted to like get in touch with you or or um yeah what's what's your obviously i'm gonna attach your instagram handle um so people can get in touch but yeah like to to anyone out there who's like on their journey or whatever what what are your like tips that you would say to them and yeah uh if anyone is on their fitness journey or just started i just keep going just make it a lifestyle and your life will change especially for every woman like who got into weight training their confidence is changing is changing completely with every month every year you become stronger you become more confident and there's nothing better seen a confident woman looking yeah. strong um on my opinion yeah definitely or i feel like yeah i've been in the fitness world so long that it's like if i miss if I have to take time off gym, like I've like got an injury or something, I actually, you know, you feel that like drop in confidence because like you're so used to being fit and healthy and you're so used to like, I guess like vibing at that level and then you have to take time off or something and you can feel that drop and you're like, for me, I'm just like, how do people live like this? Because it's like, I made gym and nutrition and all that. Yeah. Part of my life. Like, and it's, I couldn't imagine anything different than that. And that's, I always say that to people as well. I'm like, literally make it your lifestyle, like make it, this is not, it's not a diet. It's not a whatever. It is like for the rest of your life, life, how are you going to live 
that you want like is sustainable that you enjoy living that way and obviously gets results yeah exactly because there is nothing that investment in your health and uh, we all want to have like wear um, branded clothes branded bags probably we never wear them even if we buy them we never wear them but we spend like fortune for them uh, I say like if I would I would prefer most women spend this money for their health. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, if you can hear that, that's my cat in the background. <laughs> she's like, she just woke up and she's like, all right, time for cuddles. And I'm just like, no, Lana, I'm literally in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, cat life. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. All right. So what I'll do is I'll attach your Instagram. Is there? Do you want me to add your email or anything, or uh, do you prefer to be contacted through Insta? Okay. You can put my email, my Instagram, my socials. Like, it's fine. Awesome. Okay, cool. Everyone. So if you're in, what part of UK are you in? What? So people. London. Oh, London. What's London like? London is the best city in the world. Okay. What makes it the best? Is that London in the background of your video right now? the city uh, it is i don't know if you can see it yes you can see the cow bridge from here you can see the shards almost you can see the shard but there's a building in front of me you can't see the shards oh, okay yeah i, I want to go check out i haven't been to london yet i will i'll, I'll go there though <laughs> all right okay everyone thanks for listening we will see you on the next podcast thank you so much Lisa. thank you all right.